Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Missing Piece, part two of the Clarity Series here. So as we sort of wind down 2021, and a lot of us are looking into 2022 uh, about who we're going to become, what we're going to accomplish, all the exciting things that a new year brings... Um, we're going to talk about how to get really, really clear on what you want and, and specifically boil that down to fitness. So if you haven't already listened to the last episode, I would recommend going back and checking that out where we talk about getting specific about not just like what I want, the quantity of fitness I want, like not just the end outcome, but also peripherally, what do I want my life to look like outside of that? How do I want it to feed the other areas of my life, like my family life, my business life? And, and if we can get specific there, then that's going to lead us to, to the next step, which we're going to talk about today, which is deconstructing the specific outcomes that we want to have in our fitness. It's very, very mysterious for a lot of people when they see someone who's very in shape and they're not. They're like, I don't get it. They just must work really, really, really hard and restrict their diet a shitload. And they don't. Most of those people don't. Um, there's, there's, they're, they're just specific. They're just very, very intentional with their actions. And so I want to go over, I want to break down fitness a little bit from my standpoint today, um, you know, how I see it and then how we can be either very, very specific with fitness goals or sometimes we just want to move in a general direction and that's okay too. And I'm going to talk about what that looks like from a lifestyle standpoint. Okay. So uh, before we get into it, I just want to say, hey, Thanks for the reviews, guys. By the way, appreciate you. If you haven't already, we would love re- we would love to hear from you and love a review, a uh, little paragraph about, or you know, not paragraph, a couple sentences about what you found useful about the the episode, and um, you know, let us know if there's anything else you want to hear about. Now, if the best way to let us know if there's anything else you want to hear about is interact with us online. So typically, right now, we're mostly Facebook centric. Like we have a Lingzo Fitness Academy group. So go to missingpeacepodcast.com, join that group. You can interact with us there. Uh, but then also, Angie and I have Instagrams, and then you can join our email list from missingpeacepodcast.com, or you can download some of the free resources we have on there. So go do all that stuff, and then let's dig into fitness right now. So um, to stick with the analogy, in, in the last episode, I started by talking about business. Um, in, in, in fitness and business and fitness and in, in, in finances and budgeting and all that stuff, like it, it all ties together really, really well. There, there's so many parallels. And what I'm going to say today is that, man, when I first got started in business, it was a freaking mystery to me, you know? Um, so the first, I guess really the first real business I ever started was indeed my personal training business. And, um, I don't know. I was young and dumb, which I think is a good, that's kind of an advantage at that age because I was just like, yeah, dude, like I kick, like I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I have, um, I have all this personal training knowledge. I have like, I I've done it for myself and now, you know, in terms of like body transformation, I've went and I've invested in a bunch of courses and certifications. So I have all this book knowledge and now I'm going to bring it to the people. And that's really cool. Right. Um, and I just kind of thought that was it. 
Like, oh my God, I just need that first client and then referrals are just going to flow in and I'll just be so busy and I'll just solve all my money problems later when it's just pouring down money on me. And, um, you know, lo and behold, that's not how it worked <laughs> um, because, because the reason for that is even though it was a personal training business, personal training was like 20% or less of a business operation. What? Yes, because business is going to business has a lot of different functions, right? So there's there's marketing, which is talking to an audience. So deciding who your audience is and then talking to them. And then there is nurturing those audiences because not everybody just sees me in the street and thinks I'm awesome and asks for a business card and calls me like I have to continue to talk to them after they've identified themselves as possibly interested in my services. So there's marketing, which is generating leads. There's nurturing those leads, which is talking to them over time. There's got to be some sort of sales process, right? I was very, very awkward about asking people for money at the beginning. Um, so having a process to say, hey, now that now that you're interested in, in, in converting from a lead to a client, this is what our program looks like and, you know, being doing it methodically and, and all that stuff. That's part of it. Now, that's three functions, right? The fourth function is really two functions in one which is, um, which is, I call operations and fulfillment. So fulfillment that there's your actual personal training. There's your actual personal training client facing that this is how I fulfill on the service I made for you. And then operations is anything going on on the back end, right? Like this is how I add them to my email list and this is how I on ramp them. And you know, it's, it's, it's more like, yeah, no, not even on ramp because that's customer facing, but it's anything back end, which is a little bit more important now that we have a team. There's not a ton of quote unquote, behind the scenes when you're a one man band, but you get the point, right? So there's four kind of functions there. There's, there's generating leads, there's nurturing leads, there's converting those leads via sales. And then there's actually fulfilling the service and all the back end operations that go along with that. And then the fifth function is resale and, and ascension, right? So it's like, once you sell somebody five sessions or 10 sessions of personal training, if you've done a great job fulfilling, you should be able to resell them, right? Or depending on the business, Ascension just means like, then you can bring a customer to a higher level of service, right? Whatever. I didn't know any of that shit, any of it. So I just thought like, dude, I kind of kick ass. Like my sleeves are tight when I wear a t-shirt. Um, I know how to personal train people, I think. So I don't understand why this business won't work, right? And then when I would hire consultants and stuff, and they would tell me, oh, well, you've got to systemize this stuff. Like you have to go do X, Y, and Z. Um, you know what I mean? Oh, you have a lead problem. Like, where's your pipeline? I'm like, pipeline? What the hell is that? You know, well, who's your avatar? Who are you even trying to train? I'm like, I can train anybody. You know what I mean? And, and, and they would tell me like, no, you have to talk to a specific person. And um, yeah, and you have to spend like 20 hours a week, 30 hours a week just in marketing. I was like, dude. At what? In marketing? No, man, I'm a trainer. My business is different. You don't understand. That's what I would say, right? Like you don't understand, like my business is different. And of course I would be in these, these coaching groups, right? Where there's, in, I was lucky enough to, to be in a group initially that was like business consulting, basically business 101 for dummy personal trainers, just like me. So there's, you know, hundreds of us who are all like, no, you don't understand. My business is different. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, 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 and thank God I had these coaches because they were like, dude, your business isn't different. It's a business. And how are you ever going to train anybody if you can't sell anybody? And how are you ever going to sell anybody if you don't know who to market to and you don't do any marketing? And I was like, oh, yeah, 
Okay, now we're talking. Uh, and then, of course, I became completely overwhelmed and realized how over my head I was, how in over my head I was, because I'm like, I don't have, I have a fraction of the skills required to, to run a business and, and build a business. And I've also kind of already burned all the boats behind me. Like, I don't have any money saved up. You know what I mean? I spend all that shit on, on like certification courses and stuff. You know, I don't have a backup plan. I don't have any other source of income. Uh, well, all right, I guess I better take some crash courses and learning all these skills. Right. And that's honestly, that's why I suffered greatly, um, for the first, I would say seven years I was in business. And every time I would even, I mean, I would, I would get a little bit of traction here and there. And then I went from a personal training business to having enough money and clientele to, to centralize into a location, to get my own facility and blah, blah. And so it was, it was like moving along, but never as fast as I wanted to, because I'm an inpatient, you know, a-hole and I would always cause myself more suffering because, well, I guess I realize now, but I have a knack for getting in over my head and <laughs> that, that, that kind of led me, that kind of always pushed me to grow. But you're probably sitting here wondering now, what does that have to do with fitness? Right. They're like, Hey, that was cool. Maybe I, I've never really thought about business like that, but like, what does that have to do with fitness guys? It's because we, if you're not a trainer and you just see a, like a, a well-written program on paper, you're like, where, what, where are all these moving parts coming from? Or if you see somebody who's really in shape and you just get little like Snapchat, uh, Snapchats, I don't, I'm not even on Snapchat, snapshots of their life. You're like, what is going on? And you're like, okay, so I saw them drinking an herbal tea, so I should drink an herbal tea. And then I saw them running, so I should run and, and like, and, and they do CrossFit and like blah, blah, blah. And you just, it just doesn't make any sense to you because it's never been boiled down. It's never been distilled into just very, very easy. Like this is how it goes. Right. And so I want to just talk about that now. And this, you know, honestly, like this is, this is a presentation that might be best done with a visual, but you know, if you want to take some notes, take some notes, but this will help you greatly. So what I want to say is that let's first start talking about what, what you can even accomplish with fitness. And so if you can envision a Venn diagram, a Venn diagram, right? Like three overlapping circles. There's really only three things. You're there for aesthetics, performance, and health, you know, health slash longevity. That's it. Okay. And there's overlap in between the two, but then also sometimes you can go in one direction, right? So some people are all in on performance. Like, dude, if you, if you are a professional athlete, I want to let you know right now that shit's not healthy for you. Right. They, their bodies get beat up. They do it for money because it's a very rare opportunity to make a lifetime's worth of income in a, in a few short years. So you sacrifice your body for performance. You need to realize that. Or as far as aesthetics go, if we're going to, you know, if we're going to go down the like bodybuilding path, where if you want to step on stage and be 5% body fat for a day and, and have as much muscle on your frame as possible, like, dude, that's just not healthy for you. 
It's not, dude, it's not healthy. It puts stress on your body to have that much muscle. It puts stress on your body to cut down to that low body fat. And, you know, for bodybuilding, for example, they do it cyclically every year where they put on a bunch of weight in order to build a bunch of muscle. They cut a bunch of weight down to get to a really low body fat percentage. So let's just call that being all in on the aesthetics. Well, dude, guess what? That's just not healthy for you. Right. And to, to top it off, that bodybuilder, when they step on stage, their performance is shit. They're as weak as they've ever been the day they step on stage and look that way. They get much, much stronger in the off season. Now, of course, you could just put all your bricks into the health and longevity pile, but you're probably not going to stress yourself enough, to, stress your body enough to actually have a good looking physique. You'll never really, you know, know what you're made of. You'll never be able to test your metal in terms of performance, which could be strength, which could be endurance, which could be sport, because all those things have inherent risk with them. So it's like, man, there's there's a Venn diagram. There's places where they overlap. So strength and prefer, you know, as physique, aesthetics and performance tend to have a, a ton of overlap, right? Um, health and aesthetics have a little bit of overlap because more, ha, building muscle is healthy for you. Having a, a, an adequate level, a adequately low level of body fat is healthy for you, right? And then as far as performance goes, yes, being having a base level of health will definitely help your performance. It's hard to, it's hard to really be high achieving if you have a poor level of health to begin with. So it's like there's, there's just overlap in all these three things, right? And so when I look at like, hey, this is how I design a program. This is how I put all the pieces together. I'm looking at this Venn diagram and I'm talking to my clients about what's really important for them and what they want to achieve right now. You know what I mean? Because it's totally okay to push in one direction for short periods of time and and put a focus on one or two of those. You don't have to be perfectly balanced in the middle at all times. You can put a focus on one or two of those while you put the other one on maintenance. That's totally fine. You know? And so for me, you know, The clients I deal with, right? Generally young business people, right? 30, (laughs) young is relative, Um, but 35, 35 and up, 35 to 50, maybe really 35 to to 40. Cause a lot of people are drawn to us because we have small kids. So they're like, I have small kids. And if you can figure it out, cause, cause you have small kids, like, you know, so that that tends to be part of our demographic. But, um, you know, the point is they want to look and feel better. And so there's a, there's a strong emphasis on oftentimes aesthetics and health. So it's like, dude, so a guy comes to me and he played high school football and he, he knows that he's strong. And he knows what he's made of from a performance perspective, from a performance perspective. But he's like, dude, I'm 40 pounds overweight and I feel like shit. All good, brother. Let's focus on that fat loss. You know what I mean? Which is A, going to age your health, make you feel better, but you're also going to look a lot better too, you know? And so... Um, if you look at that, I want you to understand that everything that you do from a nutrition standpoint and from a fitness standpoint is really going to fall somewhere in that, in one of those three umbrellas. And so it's really important to understand that because now things seem less random. Things seem less random. Like, oh, okay. It's going to kind of fall under those umbrellas. And so now what you can do is you can, you can, you're going to fall into one of two categories. You can say, hey, I just want to move in this general direction. Or you're going to say, I have a very specific goal. Okay. And either one is okay. 
either one is okay, but it's just going to shape the way that we coach you and it's going to shape the way that we write a program and it's going to shape the way that you view progress and some of the KPIs, you know, the key performance indicators that we track along the way, which is, is something we're going to talk about a little bit later. But let's just start by saying I have a very specific goal. I want to like, dude, I want to do, I want to run a 5k. Like I somehow I let myself go. I'm 40 pounds overweight. I can't even run for like, I can't run for more than 10 minutes. This is a problem. And I would like to focus on a 10, uh, a 5k, right? Cool, dude. Let's do that. All right. And so let's dial in nutrition. Okay. To help you lose some weight and get you healthier, which will also make it easier to run. All right. And then we're going to program your workouts to get you to a 5k. Or if you're like, dude, you know, a lot of, a lot of the women that work with Angie are like, man, I did so badass how you do pull-ups. Like I want to do a pull-up. That's a performance goal. That's a strength goal. Like hell yes. Let's get you doing pull-ups. You know what I mean? Or I want to be able to deadlift a certain amount or bench press a certain amount or do my first push-up. These are all performance goals. I want to run, you know, um, a 5k. I want to run a marathon deadlifts, bench press, like, like basically performance is going to really boil down to endurance or strength, unless you have a sports specific thing or like a really cool activity. So like, oh, I'm doing this hike, right? Like I'm going to do the Appalachian trail. I've literally trained a guy to, to, to do um, a couple weeks on the Appalachian trail. So it's like, okay, dude, well, let's get you from 220 to 190 first. Cause that's just going to be easier in your body. And, you know, let's program your cardio accordingly. But we also have some very specific strength exercises that we need to do in order to save your lower back from getting jacked up from carrying your pack. Right. And, you know, it's just, it depends, right? It, it depends on everybody. But anyway, the point is if you have a very specific goal, very specific goal, like you can reverse engineer from it and you can put a time frame on it. Now, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people say you should have a specific goal, like a goal body weight or a goal body fat percentage. And, you know, I'm going to say, here's, here's what I'm going to say. It's probably a good idea to have a specific goal one or two times a year to take a couple of seasons or a couple of periods where you really emphasize in a very specific goal. The rest of the time, I'd say, let's just keep you moving in a general direction. Now, most people, you know, okay, again, most people just that we work with are kind of like me. And they're like, I run a business. I have a family. I want to look good. You know, like straight up. I've been in the gym long enough. Like I'm pretty strong already, maybe. And I've probably done some 5Ks. And I know that, and I know that just getting back to a proper weight training routine will, will continue to make me stronger. Right. And we can focus on cardio if I want to. But like, dude, I, I just want to look better. You know, I want to look better. I want to have that, 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 that X factor, that magnetism of having a, you know, a pretty jacked physique. Like I put clothes on and you can see that there's a, you know, a drop from my shoulders to my waist in terms of a taper, right? You can see my sleeves are tighter. Yeah. Okay. Good. Do totally. So here's what we got to do for that. And then here's where we dial in specific outcomes. What that's going to come down to, whether you are a guy or a girl, man or woman, improving your aesthetics comes down to two specific out, or two outcomes. It's building muscle and it's losing fat. That's it. That's it. So once you know that specific outcome, what you want to do is use the right tools for the right job. 
And so, so many people are turning to exercise for fat loss, but that's a losing proposition. Like, oh, I'm going to use my workouts to burn calories. Dude, that's a losing proposition for so many reasons. You'll eat those calories back and then some because people are terrible at estimating how many calories they burned and, and, and justifying it. it. It's not time efficient. Like it's so much easier to, to, to track your food and track 500 calories a day less than it is to burn 500 calories on a treadmill. I promise. And then also, if you're spending all your time in the gym burning calories, like to burn 500, an extra 500 calories a day, is it going to take like 90 minutes of continuous movement you're, what you're not doing in the gym is spending any time getting stronger or building muscle. So it's, it's a losing proposition from a fat loss standpoint, and it's not even helping you from a muscle building standpoint. So you can see, so sometimes when people come to us, like, wow, these, these workouts are not what I thought they would be. Well, yeah, because they're, they're, we're using the right tool for the right job. And we're using these workouts to help you build muscle. And we're using your nutrition to help you lose fat. We're using the right tools for the right job. And I don't have to say, you don't have to come to me and be like, dude, I want to be 10% or 12% or whatever. You can worry about that later. Most people just need to trend in the right direction. And that's it. That's it. And so it's like, dude, you know, let's get this first 20 pounds off. Let's get me back in the gym, lifting some weights. I I don't have a specific, like, I'm going to be 7% body fat at 195. Like none of that. It's like, dude, just move in the general direction. And what happens is over time, you build a foundation, you get some momentum going, and then you might say, hey, dude, this is it. This is it. Lake house coming up in eight weeks. Let's do this damn thing, right? Like, let's let's get all six abs showing. Like, dude, all right, cool. Let's do that, man. And then we make that push because we have, a, we, have a, we have a date and we have a specific goal at a specific time. And like, let's crush that. You know, and, and, and I'm using physique as an example, but dude, it could also be strength, right? It could also be performance. You could be like, dude, I just want to enjoy my runs. I just want to do a couple easy runs a week because I like it. It helped. It's very meditative for me. I listen to podcasts. It's, it's time away from everybody else. And then, you know, maybe, you know, you do a season, right? Okay. But then for, for these months, I'm going to turn it up a notch and I want to try and get under 20 minutes for my 5k or I want to run a marathon or whatever you want to do. Same with strength, dude. Like you can get generally stronger. You can get generally stronger, just lifting weights, like tracking your numbers. Like you will get generally stronger, but then say, dude, all right, man, I want to see what I'm made of. I'm go. I want, I want to see that double body weight deadlift. Right. So then we can build a program that peaks you out to go from kind of cruising forward to slamming on the gas to hit a specific weight on a specific date. And so all this to say, all this to say this, I want this to give you clarity on what a program might look like. So first, I guess what I'm trying to do is demystify the whole process, right? So what we're doing here is we're not, we're not just saying quote unquote fitness. We're saying, Hey, I'm doing something or the, the, the pieces of my program are made up in order to move me along in health and longevity in performance or in aesthetics. Okay. And so boom, like everything that I program for you is going to fall under those umbrellas. 
right? Health longevity is going to be a lot of like walking. It's going to be a lot of core work. So your back doesn't hurt. It's going to be a lot of mobility work. So you don't stiffen up so you can stay athletic and spry. Performance is going to be um, strength. It's going to be endurance. It's going to be power. Again, athleticism. So you say stay spry. Aesthetics is going to be losing body fat, building muscle, right? So there's overlap everywhere. But, but those are the, the sort of umbrellas. And then from there, we can say, all right, are we moving in a general direction? Or do we have a very specific outcome on a specific date? And if you put, and if you start thinking that way, you're like, okay, this makes sense. This is why I don't do burpees because they don't move the needle enough in any one of those directions. Oh, cool. Cool. I like the fact that I don't do burpees anymore because they're stupid, right? Or whatever. You know what I mean? And so if you, if you can start to look at it and not think like, it's so overwhelming. It doesn't make sense. Well, let's just try and um, break it down and make it really simple. And, I, and to me, like this is what this is what clicks in my head. This is what our programs are built off of. Because I have a specific vision in my head that uh, of, of what fitness is. It, it is. It's. I think a lot of people have caught it. You know, the people who work with us are like, I get that. Right. Like, yes, it's OK to want to look better. Like, yes, it's OK to to want to get stronger and push our limits of performance, even though, it, quote unquote, you know, doesn't do anything for me. I just want to live a life where I can find out what I'm made of. And all the while in the mix, I'm also not willing to sacrifice my health and longevity. And so if we can put programs together, that's not necessarily going to push everything all in one direction at once. But if it's all balanced out over the course of a year, man. Man, that's cool. And I understand what I'm doing. And I have a coach who's explaining to me, hey, this is why we're doing and what we're doing. And I have a coach who can say, hey, man, sometimes you got to take your foot off the gas a little bit. And let's just coast a little bit over here. And I got a coach who's like, man, hey, I know what you're made of. You ready to test yourself? And being able to have that conversation and understand where it's all going is going to provide a tremendous amount of clarity for you. All right. So. Next time, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how to close the gap. So you're like, okay, cool. I got this vision in my head, but now I got to see how do I get from where I am to, to where I'm now to where I want to go. So we'll talk about that. And then the time after that, we'll get more specific in terms of benchmarks and key performance indicators that you can track along the way. Okay. Um, hey, guys, this is coming out on Christmas Eve. So I hope you have an awesome Christmas Eve. Um, think about me while you're drinking an old fashioned, because I know I'm going to be. And honestly, I do love Christmas Eve because it's one of the few times a year where the whole country is shut down. The collective vibe is just chill because nobody's got to work the next day. We're all in holiday mode. And I just really wish nothing for you, but to enjoy the shit out of that, um, that moment where you can really look back and be like, yes, Another year is wrapped up and it was amazing and I cannot wait for what this next year has in store. All right, guys, talk soon.